Hello again, it's Peter Bergman with Radio Friaz's daily blog, Everything You Know Is Wrong. Well, a while ago, I compared the political situation that we face today in 2011-2012 with what spunky Harry Truman faced back in 1948. Everybody was certain that this man was going to go down. Dewey was a shoe-in. The man that looked like the little guy on the top of the wedding cake. He was so cool. But unfortunately, Dewey was a Republican. And the Republicans controlled both houses of Congress. And Truman went across the country castigating them as the do-nothing Congress and was swept to victory. And a major victory, too. Tons of electoral votes. Well, it appears that Obama and the Democratic Party are doing the same thing. They are now referring to the Congress as the Republican Congress, even though, of course, the Senate is controlled by the Democrats, but they really aren't because with the 60-vote rule, 53 Democrats can't get anything done. So what's Obama's game plan? Well, first of all, let's castigate the do-nothing Congress, then let's say we can do whatever we have to without them. President Barack Obama ramped up his battle against Congress this week as he traveled west to offer new help for struggling homeowners, veterans, and students. So he's going after the people who have been foreclosed upon, who come back from the war with no jobs, and students who are crushed by debt. So, during stops in Las Vegas... Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Denver, Obama emphasized his determination to strengthen the economy and help Americans, even if the rest of Washington, in particular what he calls the do-nothing Congress, remains trapped in gridlock. The president even rolled out a new mantra, we can't wait. So let's see, we've got yes, we can, and we can't wait. So it's got can, but now it's in the negative, and it's still got the we, and instead of yes, we've got wait. So it's a little... It's a little temporizing. He says, we can't wait for an increasingly dysfunctional Congress to do its job, he said in Las Vegas. Where they won't act, I will. Well, of course, there's only so much he can do. And the executive branch has certain powers. And if you look deeply into the laws, there's certain things he can do, but not much without the Congress. Okay, and in Vegas on Monday, Obama took his we-can't-wait message to a neighborhood sprinkled with foreclosures to announce a new mortgage refinancing plan to aid some borrowers who owe more than their homes are worth. As it turns out, a study of it shows that it really won't save them that much money at all, but it's the fact that he's willing to do what he can that counts. On Tuesday, the administration, though not Obama himself, rolled out a plan that would support about 8,000 jobs for veterans at federally funded community health centers. On Wednesday in Denver, Obama turned his attention to student loans, a burden on many younger Americans that economists say hinders consumer spending. Let me tell you something. I uh, produced some shows at the Museum of Natural History here in Los Angeles a few years ago and met a young woman in her mid-30s who was on the fast track to becoming a professor at the University of Denver. She was already an an associate professor, which means she was on the way and had to quit academia because she couldn't afford to pay her student loans off at her salary. The irony. Okay, so here's what Obama said. 
we want you in school, but we shouldn't saddle you with debt when you're starting off. So that's why since taking office, we have made it a priority to make college near affordable. Reduce your student loan debt, Obama said to a cheering crowd packed into a gym on the downtown Denver campus shared by three colleges. As he entered the room, the president got his most rousing welcome of the week to campaign-like chants of Obama and yes, we can't. So, he wants to reduce the student loan crushing debt. The Republicans, of course, respond. Representative John Klein, a Republican from Minnesota who chairs the House Education and Workforce Committee, isn't happy with President Obama's executive action aimed at helping students pay back their college loans. House Republicans, he said. Now, get this is the Republicans talking to students. They say there's a problem that that Obama's base is not energized. Leave it to the Republicans. They will do that job for him. So he said that House Republicans, he said, believe the presidential push to scale back students' monthly payments will only increase overall student debt and do nothing to curb unemployment. First, the first is false. It will reduce the debt. And second of all, what has it got to do with unemployment? But in fact, it will curb unemployment because it will allow students to go out and get jobs that that they couldn't afford otherwise if they had crushing student loan obligations. Sadly, this, uh, Mr. Klein says, uh, the president has once again chosen to put politics before policy. What does he mean by that? Touting a plan that will do nothing to help the nation's unemployed workers. You see... The Republicans keep saying, hey, we're here to make jobs. We have no jobs plan, and there's no jobs. Blame it on the president. These are really difficult times. <laughs> Despite the administration's rhetoric, this plan will not create a single job, says Klein. It won't strengthen the economy or promote fiscal responsibility. What this plan will do instead is encourage more borrowing across the board. That means more debt for students, more debt for taxpayers, and more red ink on the government books. The man is an idiot. He represents a party populated heavily by idiots. You don't think so? Well, let me tell you something. Everything you know is wrong. We all know there's a special kind of woman who likes the smell of crud light on a real man's breath. But some fillies want a little more. That's why we're introducing Crud Light Smoky Slim. It's got the same denatured natural taste of Crud Light with a hint of stale ciggies and almost digested Slim Jims. Now you've got the breath that'll turn on that blonde with the bottle slumped next to you at the bar. Give her a poke and party on, partner, till the Crud Light runs out or your liver shuts down. Crud Light is an unregulated dye product of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Well, Obama may not be as popular as he wishes, but it appears that Hillary Clinton is doing just fine. A new Times poll finds that if Secretary of State Hillary Clinton ran for president, she would have much bigger leads over Mitt Romney and Rick Perry than President Obama. In hypothetical matchups, Clinton beats Romney by 17 points, and Obama leads Romney only by 3 points. Clinton beats Perry by a whopping 26 points, and Obama leads Perry by only 12 well, this must be getting a lot of people upset, including Perry, who has decided that, hmm, maybe I will skip 
the future debates. Maggie Haberman reports that Rick Perry, who has not proven himself to be the most compelling performer in debates, may not attend any more Republican presidential primary debates after the upcoming debate in Michigan. Said Perry spokesman Mike Miner, I think all the campaigns are expressing frustration right now. Really? We said we would do Michigan, but the primaries are around the corner and you have to use your time accordingly. So Rick Perry decides not to debate anymore. I don't believe it. If he doesn't show up, he is doomed. Nobody likes a quitter. How are you going to vote for somebody for a president who can't take the heat standing up on stage surrounded by the other seven or eight garden gnomes? It just doesn't work. Well, let's leave the American political scene for a second and remind ourselves how lucky we are to be living in America. Hey, China puts on the screws. Remember China, the great miracle? The most striking instance of this crackdown occurred this week when the State Administration of Radio, Film, and Television ordered 34 major satellite television stations to limit themselves to no more than two 90-minute entertainment shows each per week and collectively 10 nationwide. Can you believe what would happen if the government in any form stood up anybody and said, you know, there's too much entertainment on television, and we think there should be only two 90-minute entertainment shows each week and only 10 nationwide? There would be a riot! I mean, this is a country that's got thousands of channels of various levels and grades of entertainment going on continuously. Well, back to China. They are also referring to the television stations being ordered to broadcast two hours of state-approved news every evening and to disregard audience ratings in their programming decisions. Can you imagine a government official in the United States going into a major television network and saying, not only are you going to run two hours of our state-approved news, but forget the ratings. We don't care how popular the shows are. Run our stuff. The ratings are in the toilets, but who cares? The ministry said the measures would go into effect the beginning of next year and were aimed at rooting out, quote, excessive entertainment and vulgar tendencies. Why this puts the Chinese in line with the evangelicals in this country who are worried about the morals of the rest of the people and the ayatollahs in Iran? Everybody that's concerned about everybody else's morals has a moral problem themselves. You out the sinner, you be a sinner. The restrictions arrived as party leaders signaled new curbs on China's short-message Twitter-like microblogs, an internet sensation that has mushroomed in less than two years into a major and difficult-to-control source of whistleblowing. These microblogs, these young Chinese are going to bring these old altacockers down. Those people are the past. No, not Mao. We want now. Some of these microblogs have affected millions of followers. They've been exposing scandals of official malfeasance, including an attempted cover-up of a recent high-speed rail accident with astonishing speed and popularity. I remember the Chinese government said, no, it didn't happen, not many, not many problems there, not many dead, not many wounded, and the microblogs just showed them at their lie. On Wednesday, the Communist Party's Central Committee called in a report on its annual meeting for an Internet Management System. 
that would strictly regulate social network and instant message systems and punish those who spread, quote, harmful information. The focus of the meeting held this month was on culture and ideology. Dear friends, down on our knees and thank whatever higher power you're willing to let into your life that we live in America. We are free. You don't think so? Well, then I got to tell you. Everything you know is wrong.